you have a couple of cool things going on. Like, and I want to talk <laughs> about all of them. So one, the newsletter, the YouTube channel, and then you're working with passion fruit as well. Yeah. With passion so with passion fruit, yeah. fruit, I do their newsletter as well and podcasts and social media. So there's a lot of creating going on on all fronts. Did you, where did you start creating and then they saw that you were a creator and hired you? Like what yeah. kind of came first there? Yeah, so I mean, my background is actually, I'm a dentist. Um, Well, I I qualified as a dentist, um, but I never really enjoyed it when I started working. Um, So I started creating, I think it was like during COVID um, because I was unemployed at that point. I was out of work because of COVID. Um, So I started a YouTube channel. I started writing on Twitter and I just got really into doing that. Um, So I was really, really consistent with it. And then about two years down the line, Jen found me on Twitter, reached out and yeah the rest is history so yeah they found me through the content that i made so were you uh how far into the youtube channel were you at that point almost two years i think okay yeah. and what 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 do you think drew him to what you were saying were you were you, were you talking about like the creator economy and things that no. can be improved or was <laughs> it just like hey you seem to know what you're doing as a creator maybe you can do this for us i mean i would love to say it's because they you know thought I was good at creating but in actual honesty I think what it was is that I was very active on Twitter so I don't even think it was to do with my YouTube channel um I did Ali Abdal's part-time YouTuber academy course um Ali's actually one of the investors of our company Passion Fruit and so I think when they were looking for a creator they were looking for someone who was in that kind of network you know Mm -hmm. and I was Yeah, Yeah. and I was very active in Ali's community. So I spoke to a lot of the creators who did that course. And, you know, Mm. I was always talking to people on Twitter about things that were going on. Um, So I think that's actually how they found me. And obviously they saw I did had a YouTube channel from that, but I don't think that's how they actually found me. Okay. And now, so you you have your newsletter, your YouTube, and... And now, and with Passion Fruit, you also do their their newsletter as well and their social content? Yeah, and their podcast. Do you host the podcast? Yeah. So how does all that work together? I'm curious. Oh my <laughs> like, God, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such yeah. a mess. Yeah, yeah. How like, do you, uh, you kind of like um, batch your like thinking oh around production yeah. <laughs> for which is which and where it goes? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it's complete chaos. Um, hey, that makes me feel better because that's no, where honestly, I am. No, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it, it's chaotic. And I feel like since I started my job, I have struggled with burnout on and off like mm-hmm. the last year that I've been working with passion fruit and I've been very honest with them about that because it's really hard like I think it's always hard when you're creating on the side regardless of what your job is um so even when I was a dentist it was hard but I think it's harder when your full-time job is similar to your I don't like saying the word side hustle but you're you know the thing that you do on the side um Mm-hmm. because you're using the same part of your brain so it's like you never switch off like you're just doing the same thing all day yeah. so yeah so I've definitely struggled with it um and I'm trying to find a better balance all the time um I do have like set days to do set things now which I think is helping a bit so yeah. on on Mondays I like I write out my draft for passion fruit and my newsletter and it's a really messy draft on Tuesday I do all my like writing editing and then like edit my scripts my youtube videos um thursdays are usually my filming days and editing youtube videos i just try and find any time for but it's chaos like it's it's just everywhere (laughs) it is but also there's something cool about it because i mean the company you are working for is serving creators that are looking to monetize and build you know 
create a business around their ideas as storytellers through newsletters and YouTube channels. So like you're basically doing field like you're you are always kind of working for passion fruit because you're doing yeah. field research <laughs> as a creator. Like what does this world need? Exactly. And it's easier to connect with the people you're trying to serve. Yeah. And I guess that's why they wanted to hire a creator. I mean, they're actually very unique as a company because I mean, their first hire was a creator. I just think that's so unheard of. Like most people would think you you should hire your engineer or your product team first. Yeah. Like why? And I think there was a lot, a little bit of confusion. Like why are they hiring a creator first? So I think it was really cool of them to have this different approach where they were like, do you know what? We want to have someone who represents our user base as our first hire. And it's definitely helped, you know, on both fronts because yeah, I, I am their core audience. So I do understand what their audience wants and I can relay that to obviously the product team and what they're doing but at the same time when I'm writing content I'm thinking about myself at the same time like I'm thinking what would I want to read or what's going to help me and so it's almost easier to write in that way as well yeah no yeah it, you're like writing to yourself that's <laughs> yeah. that's smart uh and I actually I actually think that I'm curious too like w what the working relationship is because I find that like when creative people, especially creative people that have built audiences, are hired at jobs now in like full-time positions, it's less of like a 40-hour work week structure. It's more of a get the job done, we trust you to do it structure because <laughs> they know yeah. that you are our creator. And like it's not like how long t something takes. It's just like deliver on this business outcome that we're looking for. Absolutely. And that is something that I mentioned even during the hiring process. So I actually did say to them, like, is this something that you'd expect me to, you know, be at my desk nine to five? Because, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm not that inspired to write and I might instead get creative burst at like 7pm, yeah. which does actually happen sometimes. Like I'll be, you know, at my desk working at 6 p.m. Well, you'll have an idea on yeah, Saturday or something. Does that right, count? No, like, I'm not, not the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the weekends. I draw a line at weekends. Yeah, That's yeah. not going to happen. I, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. But I find actually like when I'm not doing it is like when the ideas start coming because yeah, I'm not exactly. trying to like do anything. But yeah, that's really cool that you communicated and you were transparent about that up front. I yeah. honestly believe more jobs are going that direction. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because... I, I guess as a company, why would you not want your employees to do their best work, right? Like yeah. if you give them so much structure and you micromanage them, you're you're stifling what they're then able to do. Whereas if you let them work on their, not work on their terms, but work in a way that works better for them, they'll be able to produce something much better. Well, um, so for example, I don't actually attend any like meetings in the morning like I've said I can't do it I'm not doing Let's it like that's go. my creative time <laughs> I just I just can't do it uh, so I've kind of blocked uh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. off yeah that's how, so. that's how you that's how you gotta start the job interview first <laughs> off I don't go to meetings <laughs> let's set this straight no but I I'm with you like that is probably your creative time where you're doing deep thinking and strategic thinking and all of that stuff like if you yeah yeah I, I love that did you and how did you approach that was that early on in the conversation uh, yeah it was really early on I mean as a company we also have this like manual of me so it's like an ocean page where we talk about you know ourselves like who we are personality and like the way that we work best so I was yep. you know like very specific I was like don't message me in the mornings like you know leave yeah. me be like I need to have my own time in the mornings and um on my calendar as well I've blocked off the mornings for focus time so yeah and I'm I'm just very vocal as well with everyone so they kind of just know yeah no and, and I, honestly I think that that is it's like the old way of thinking is like 
you need to be sitting at your desk at 9 a.m. And then you can't leave your desk until 5 p.m. You yeah. know, like, but like that is creating people doing rewarding people for doing visible work like yeah. responding quickly to the emails being the loudest like like but not actually doing real work like yeah and like i think the newer companies that are especially building around and for the creator economy they get that it's like we we're ca we care about the results not about when or how or what you get done like we, exactly. we trust you if we hire the right talent they're going to deliver for us exactly and obviously we still value like team as well because i think the other risk with being so output driven, and this is something that Jen talks to me about a lot, is that we then forget about, you know, we are a company, we are a team, we <laughs> wanna like get to know everyone as well. So yeah. we do try and have that balance as well, where like we have weekly socials and things like that, where we're not just trying to just out. get a job down. Yeah, like yeah. We, we're also just chilling out as well and enjoying each other's company, especially because we're remote. So I think that's important. Yeah, that's really important. And uh, so, okay, a couple, a couple of things. I didn't do, I'm going to be very unprofessional, but I'm going to do the <laughs> intro for the show right now. Uh, welcome to Creators <laughs> Are Brands, uh, powered by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Today we have on the show Acta, and she is a creator, and she works at a cool uh, creator economy startup that I, I've been aware of for a minute now. I, I, I've seen the name pop up on Twitter, been on the newsletter, you know, uh, I've probably been following your content for a while and didn't realize it was you. And then I did a, uh, I like signed up to just get like a, maybe the beta testing of it. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and Jen's, uh, he's the one of the founders, right? Yes. Yeah, so you've got Jens and Jen. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I probably talked to Jen, I think. I think probably Jen. Yeah. 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 And, and he, um, Oh, uh, if it's a he, it's Jens. Oh, uh, Jens, Jens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Their names so, can be really confusing. Uh, uh, Sometimes okay, you call I, him JJ. Okay, I talked to one of the. I talked to Jens, and he was great. And and I was like, man, like we had a lot of synergy. And mm -hmm. I was like, you want to come on the podcast? And he's like, I think you got to talk to uh, Acta, uh, who who is who is uh, our like works on our team. And I was like, wait, I follow her too. And it was just like a small <laughs> a small world situation. So tell me more about Passion Fruit because I look at the product and I'm like, this makes so much sense. Why does someone not do it? And, and I'm mm. going to be fully transparent. Uh, you kind of stole my idea, but there's no way you could have known that it was my idea because, <laughs> because I actually, a while ago, I was like, why don't people productize their brand deals a little more? Like, why is it almost like a Shopify page yeah. where I have the control? Like you come to me, I have the control for how the brands work with me, not the other way around. And exactly. it kind of takes some of the leverage back. And like, and then I, he kind of walked me through it. I was like, wait, this is what you're doing. It's so cool. So tell me more about it and what you're excited about with, with Passion Fruit. Yeah, so Passion Fruit is exactly like you said. It's making brand deals and sponsorships easier, I guess, and more hassle-free. So a lot of creators, the way they work is they wait for brands to reach out to them via DMs or emails. And they're basically doing business over DMs and emails, which is just crazy. Um, so they're doing all the negotiating over DMs and emails. They've you know, got this constant back and forth. And it's so messy from both it's, sides. Yeah, exactly. It's so messy and it's really hard to keep track of. So when um, the team was doing research on how creators are working, they were just shocked to see that they're, it was just basically like a makeshift system of different tools. You know, some people were using Google Sheets, some people were using Notions, some people weren't using anything at all, just relying on their emails. And it was just a bit chaotic. Um, and that's crazy when you're trying to build a business and some people are doing, you know, thousands of pounds of business over emails and it's just mad. Um, so our tool is basically 
we kind of have a passion fruit page so every creator has their own page and they can list what services they offer so you know you can book a slot for a 30 second mention in a YouTube video and then brands can see your page see what you offer they can see your stats it's basically like a media kit so they can see everything you offer what you're about who your audience is and they can book you directly to do brand deals and sponsorships and then you can negotiate and you know share copy and things like that over our platform and also get paid through our platform so we basically handle sponsorships from like the very beginning right to the very end so that whole workflow is just reimagined and just so much easier yes it, it is and there's something too around like the um, like because I, I i actually looked at your your site and it, it uh like your passion fruit link it makes so much sense because like yeah i click on there and i know exactly okay this is how i can integrate with her brand it's either your newsletter or the YouTube channel. Yeah. And then as a brand, you can think, okay, like we're selling this. We know the, these are things like, and then so on yours, it doesn't have a specific price. It says um, contact to, or like submit yeah. form to, to like negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to keep mine open. Um, yeah. And to be fair, it's something that I think most creators should do. I mean, I know some, especially newsletter creators tend to have set rates. So like they might have, you know, like $200 for a mention in the newsletter. I think for, especially YouTubers, I've noticed they tend to keep it more open. They'd rather have that room for negotiation. Um, For me personally, I would rather just reach out to a brand first, get to know them, understand what they actually want from a collaboration before I even Mm -hmm. start talking about money. So that's why I've left mine open to negotiation. But I think that's what I love about Passion Fruit. At least they have that option there. So you can either set your rates if that's what you... Yeah, you can do both. So it's, you know, whatever your own workflow is, that's what we try to cater to because every creator does work differently. Um, But what I love about it is it just makes the whole thing more professional. Like even though we've left traditional career paths to become creators it doesn't mean we have to leave I guess professionalism behind like we should still take pride in our work and what we do and present ourselves in such a way to brands where you know they want to work with us and I think doing it through this way offers that whereas like doing things through emails I just think that's just a mess and it's not great it's it's messy it's back and forth it's you know from the creative to the negotiation to the invoice to the contract like it's just like a lot of back and forth it can get lost in the sauce and i think exactly. passion fruit like for me when i saw it, i'm like this this makes a lot of sense and i and the the so when when a brand what are like some red flags right so like maybe they they sign up for uh or they they reach out to collab with you what are some things that are like clearly in that outro the email to you where you're like i'm not really i might not it, this might not be worth my time is there something that you're looking for specifically besides price alone? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more if it just fits with my audience. So, I mean, I yeah. don't tend to do many. I've not done any. I've done like one sponsorship since I've started YouTube. Um, like for me, it's really obvious when a brand hasn't actually gone through my content. Like I had a message, I think it was yesterday, where the guy was like, you know, said, this is what we want to like work with you for. Um, if you're in the USA, please reply. And I'm like, I'm UK based. Like, why are you messaging me? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it's things like that where it's really obvious. They don't actually know who I am. They've not really taken the time to understand my content and they have no idea who my audience is. Um, so if it's like a tour or a product that just would not cater to my audience at all, I'm like, okay, there's no point. Yep. And then how long have you been with the company? Um, Almost a year. So a year in April. Okay. Year in April. 
Um, yeah. Uh, the, so what is the uh, what are you excited about most for like the next moves with at, at Passion Fruit? I'm really excited to start developing a community for creators. It's something that we're looking into. So I'm really big on community. I think especially when you're a creator, you know, you don't have that traditional you know, you don't have colleagues around you all the time that you can bounce relate off of to. and things like, yeah. yeah, and that you can relate to. And I think the thing that has made me last as a creator on YouTube is meeting other creators and getting to know them mm -hmm. and talking to them and feeling like I'm, you know, I'm not alone on this journey. And so when I started at Passion Fruit, one of the things I wanted to do almost straight away was start a community of creators. And I think we were a little bit too early back then to do that, but I think it's something we're looking to do now that we have a lot more users. And I just think it'd be really nice to foster that feeling of, you know, you're not alone, we're here to help you and we're all in this journey together. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, honestly, like the DMs it, 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 over the last like year or two, you know, being creating my own content, like that's where like I've learned the most about being a creator. Like it's like, exactly. yo, yo, th this brand wants to do this, like or like that that freebie that you made. Like, why did you make it? Yeah, that? it seems so simple. Like, like what, it just like that sort of exchange. Like, yeah. I I don't know anyone. I don't know. I know more a lot more people now. But when I was just getting started, it felt like it's just you're totally guessing but when you have that community you're all learning real time and you can share insights with each other exactly so like i create a lot of like blog content for passion fruit and social media posts but i mean it's exactly like you said like i don't tend to learn myself by going on blog articles and reading social media posts like i learn from talking to creators so mm -hmm. it makes sense then to for us as a company to think okay how can we increase the number of conversations that are happening in the creator economy and one of those ways is our podcast creators on air where I talk to the creators, but it'd be great for our community as well to be able to talk to each other. Yep. And and as we're talking about Passion Fruit, is, can, can anyone sign up for it now at this point? Um, so it's still in like beta access. So you still have to sign up and go through an onboarding. But yeah, if you're a creator, you can just like sign up on our website and then you can get onboarded. Um, but it's and not it, like open where anyone can just like log yeah. in. And y'all, this is not an ad. I like, I just, I think, <laughs> I, I really like their philosophy and their approach. And I, it, it's something worth exploring if you're, if you're venturing into this world. So it's passion fruit, F R O O T. Yes. X, is it X, Y, Z? I feel like. It's, or am I it's making that up? It's dot me now, actually. It's just dot recently me. changed. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. it that? Yeah, it used to be X, Y, Z. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, look at me. I know. It's good I know that you remembered. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's really yeah. cool. We have like a lot of well-known creators on there already which is really cool like even creators that I have always looked up to and respected you know like there'll be some youtubers and like the team will message saying oh like this youtuber has just been onboarded and I'm like no way I follow that person and it's yeah. just really cool yeah yeah are, are you guys hiring right now um that is a good question I don't think so um okay. possibly you have yeah. to look at our website because i'm like on the creator studio team and then there's the product team and so if there's hires going on on their side i'm not always aware of it yeah now the only reason i ask is because i know some people listen to the show that don't necessarily want to be creators but they like they're very interested in the world they want to yeah. be involved somehow and i think companies like passion fruit are a great way to like use some of those th you know oh, get into those conversations that you care about but not have to you know, yell at the camera like I do yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, and in which case I would definitely say like check us out on like Twitter or LinkedIn or like our newsletter or something. Okay, sure. great. Yeah. 
And, and then your personal content. Uh, I, I really love some of the 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 messaging and some of the ideas and like the just the, the yeah the things that you communicate on um, on your YouTube channel. And one of my favorites was why like the question around being on social media. And the question is why are you on social media? And it's it's mm. funny because like I, I think about that a lot. Where it's like we all just started using it, and then like and then like the ha they're so powerful they just yeah. kind of been integrated into like all of our habits but like you, n not that many people sit there and be like why like why yeah. uh, why am i sitting here hunched over scrolling <laughs> like <laughs> like doing nothing useful so like you kind of break it down between uh, like uh is it is it uh, the the mindlessly scrolling or or creating so i i just, I just want to talk more on that subject because that's something that um that like as creators you know there's like a kind of a spectrum the a spectrum of like what side you want to be more on yeah like the creating or the consumption side Exactly. I mean, there's this rule that applies to the internet. It's called the 99-1 rule, which says that 90% of people are kind of like lurkers. So they're just mm -hmm. like lurking online. They're just seeing what other people are doing. And, you know, they're like not really commenting, not engaging. They're just looking through social media. And then you've got the 9% who are commenting, but they don't create. And then you've only got the 1% who create, which is just yeah. crazy. I mean, like social media is huge. And yet only like 1% of people create. Like that is just insane and to me i'm just like well i can't imagine that the other 99 percent of people go on social media because they enjoy it i feel like a part of them probably does want to create but i don't think they've ever stopped to actually ask themselves like yeah. what am i actually doing on social media um so for me like i actually hate social media i, I, think I a am lot with <laughs> you i'm with you i'm all yeah. about like because when i saw that video because i've been all about like scrolling intentionally if you're yeah. going to scroll like do it to actively research, to connect, yeah, to learn, to exactly. educate. Yeah. Like for me, it's such a waste of time. And I think people would find it shocking that I actually hate social media considering I do YouTube and like my job revolves around social media quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I actually hate it like a lot. Um, for me, I there was a long time where I wasn't on social media at all. Like throughout university, I had it deactivated because I was focused on my exams. And I felt so good because of it. Like I wasn't comparing myself to other people and all the other crappy things that come with social media. Um and then when I did get social media again, it was, it was, it just didn't do anything good for me um, until I like switched that role from consumer to creator. And then suddenly mm -hmm. the upsides of being on social media were outweighing the downsides. And that's because social media was giving me something versus like taking away from me. And I think that's yeah. what I wish, I wish more people kind of just took that on board because social media definitely has a bad rep, but I think it's more to do with how we as a society use it or get used by social media yeah I, okay here's a question are you on do you i i this is <laughs> I, I promise you i'm a good podcast host but i should have researched <laughs> this a little bit more thoroughly um <laughs> it was funny because we were talking before the show uh how acta is is she does much more research before her shows and i'm more <laughs> of a on the fly kind of guy <laughs> um, because i but i i just care like yeah yeah so this is a question are you on tiktok no okay and then i mean i've had it i've tried yeah, yeah, it yeah. out but i don't use it no yeah but like as a creator your, your hub is like from what i've seen was it was youtube and yeah. the newsletter yeah. which in my opinion in like today's day and age youtube and the newsletter is like the book of like 19 the 1990s <laughs> like you know a book to tv and tv yeah. is now like the shorts like that's the yeah, stuff that are like like a book like like a youtube channel is like is like cozying <laughs> up to a nice little you know like a book yeah. like by the fire and and just because it, it, the the way it 
kind of takes over your brain is like it feels just less uh intrusive than than a lot of the short form channels and is that intentionally oh 100 percent intentional i don't enjoy tiktoks i don't like how it affects people's attention spans and a lot of my content is about slowing down because that's something that's personally changed my life like slowing down and so if I was to create TikTok, I feel like it goes against so much of what I believe in because I'm then expecting people to just quickly go through content onto yeah. the next one. And that's not something that I want to do. Yeah. I think if mm. I could ever create TikToks or Reels in a way that were more mindful and I felt like I could help people feel more, I guess at ease and more peaceful than I would do it but I've not yet yeah, found yeah. that way like to me when I think of TikToks I think of just like quick snappy fast action things that kind of like and you don't want to compete burst. in that like little no, that circus I, I, on that. I don't yeah. like that's just not what I'm about um never say never of course but like right now it just doesn't fit with where I'm at yeah okay because this is something that I noticed I'm curious if this is true on YouTube too I'm usually I'm usually good at being able to say this is social media time and this isn't and and stay and 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 kind of uh yeah like chunk my time so it, like, if I'm on social media I'll you know I'll do that intentionally but then I'll go and create most of the other time yeah. or I'm just slow going slow or working out or getting in nature <laughs> that's the whole goal but what I found with TikTok and Instagram the more you post as a creator the more you kind of have this urge to check. And mm. then once you're checking, you're on the app and like the more kind of like it, it's like once you have a post go crazy on TikTok or Instagram, like you, like it's almost it, it gets you. It gets you to to is that is that similar to YouTube? Like you kind of after it you post a video, I'm you're kind of like you feel yeah. like you need to check and you're you're more on the app afterwards. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, YouTube Studio is is dangerous. Like it's a separate app in itself. YouTube Studio. So you have your YouTube app and then you have your yeah. YouTube Studio app. And so checking the, that, like yeah, refreshing that. And and yeah. I have to be really careful with it because it, it is really addictive. Like, it, I don't know what it does. It gives you this dopamine kick and you keep wanting to check. It, right? Like, yeah. it, there's something about, like, oh, you get this little... <laughs> this, it's like, awful. Th- these people like you for this reason and this... Yeah, But it's, yeah. So, it's so draining. Like, I just find metrics in general very, very draining because it's always going to play with your emotions in some way. It's either going to make you feel really good or it's going to make you feel really crap. But either way, I don't like that it has that level of control over me. So I'm actually trying to disassociate myself with it as much as I can right now like I'm actually currently on a little mini YouTube hiatus at the moment just because I feel like it was affecting me a little bit and I kind of feel like I had to step away and just like take a moment to myself that's so important now do you use any is there like a do you like what are your rules around using social media right are you do you use any tools or you do are you just pretty good at just kind of staying off like what is your kind of method for being able to not let that <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm uh, I want to say I'm quite I'm good at making social media boring <laughs> in that like uh, I mute. you follow people that yeah are I follow very pe- uninteresting <laughs> no, I, I only follow I only follow things that are like quality and I Give block you I block yeah. I mute so like on Instagram Yo, I have blocked block out you. 500 accounts and I'm not even joking yeah. that's not an exaggeration like even if I see an ad that annoys me like I'll block the account not interested or, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I like to block so I block and mute everything so that really helps because when I go onto Instagram now all I'm met with is like yoga and like art videos and there's only yeah. so much of that you can see so after a while I'm like hey I'm a bit bored of this now let me put yeah. it away 
Um, and if anything, those things are like kind of more like they're, they're easier on the brain, you know, yeah. just like like yoga and art and like there's something there that it's just it's it's yeah. more like you're getting something. And it reminds yeah. me to like go off and like do my and, own yoga and, and go, do my own yeah, art. Yeah, exactly, so I, exactly. I don't think it affects me as much. I think probably Twitter. I think is oh sorry, my camera just moved. I think Twitter is actually a bit more dangerous. Um, because I think I've always seen Twitter as like more educational. So I, I think it's easier to yeah. fool yourself into thinking that you're, you know, taking away from Twitter and like being very productive, but it yeah. can turn into minor scrolling as well. So even Twitter, I've started to mute a lot of okay. accounts. Nice. Okay. So mute, mute's a big thing. Do you, do you follow um, Cal Newport, Newport at all with the book Deep Work? Um, I have read the book, The Deep Work, but I've not I don't think I follow him. I'm not sure. Oh, um, yeah. That's what I meant. Like, did yeah. you read Deep Work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read Deep Work. And I fully agree. Like, Deep Work for me is a big thing. Getting into a flow state is huge for me when it comes to work. I think any creative as well. Like, getting into flow is so crucial for us to work yeah. well. The the two things that he talks about big that made an impact on, like, kind of my productive, me being more... Productive is probably I don't know, not, not the perfect word, but, like, just... Uh, waste less time <laughs> as a <laughs> as a creative person is uh what where the heck was I going? Oh, um I say this on every podcast because honestly it's like my favorite takeaway is uh he says a lot of people schedule time to be off social media. They'll be like, oh I'm gonna take off on Sunday and just not be on. He says it's smarter to schedule time when you're on. Mm. So then all the other time you're just not on it. Like yeah. like this hour, like between 11 and noon, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when I'm on social media. So then you can easily, it's easier to just say all the other time, that's when I just don't scroll. Is okay. there any takeaways from that that like helped you in, as, a, as a producer? I think for me, it's um, easier actually because my job involves social media. So like my yeah. nine to five, technically, like I'm, I, I'm on quite a lot. So when I switch off from work, I don't want to look at social media. I don't want to look at YouTube. Like I don't want to really do anything. So I definitely can resonate with that a lot because, yeah, when you know when you're on, then you can decide when you're off. Um, yeah. But I, I just think we shouldn't be... I just think we'll regret if we prioritize our lives around social media anyway. Like I just, oh, I think there's yeah. just so many more important things to be doing. Well, well, that and the um, the that you talked about the creator dashboard, uh, and I think the 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 CEO Jack, uh, what's his name, um, Jack Conti, Jack Conti, uh, of Patreon. Oh right, um, yeah. He talks about how the creator dashboard, like basically like the analytics YouTube studio they're controlling so many people's actions right because mm. like you 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 decide all of your self-worth all of like your <laughs> metrics for su success based off of their yes. dashboard so yeah. he talked about that a little bit and i was just started thinking i was like yes people need to create their own personal creator dashboard and mm. you actually kind of do this on your website you have a core values download oh yeah right so yeah. one go go check that what's the <laughs> website it's activevibes.com right yeah that's right Oh, yeah. see, you have done your research. Oh, I, I did my research. I, I, I downplayed <laughs> it. Uh, but but uh, this is kind of like a, 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 a question that is more just me being um, just curious about like another creator's. Like I'm always, when I, whenever I look at someone else's website, I'm like, oh, like how are they getting emails? Like what is their freebie? What is, like why did yeah. they do this? So I'm curious. You have the aesthetic, uh, aesthetic notion dashboard that people yep. can download, the reflection and goal setting, and the core values. 
And they're all like a little different approaches. Like the core values is a very simple one page download with like that in my mind, I'm like, that's actually brilliant because it's like a quick win for people. And then the, the dashboard is like, it's like a bigger, it seems like there was a lot more that went into that project. I'm curious, which one gets downloaded the most? Um, the goal setting one. Oh, so, the, the yeah, one that I didn't even mention. The one that you mentioned. Yeah, the annual <laughs> Why reflections. Is that? I actually have no idea, but I, I seem to get downloads like every couple of days on that, which is really weird. Um, yeah. I think maybe it's because, I actually don't know, I can't even answer that, but I think people are really into goal setting, so maybe that's Yeah, why. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like the the one that they just immediately, I didn't know if you linked out to any YouTube videos on that. Yes, I do. Okay, M- maybe, and then with that, uh, is that your main way for to get people into the email list they download those or do people just go straight to the 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 newsletter i mean to be honest there's no real strategy there um i mean there is like i did think about those um downloads for the newsletter but the newsletter is a little bit more low-key like i don't put as much energy into it as i do my youtube channel so you should i feel like I feel like uh, we'd be loving to hear you know, more through. Yeah, through I know. I think it's really hard to like stay on top of more than one platform. So like YouTube is where I put True. the majority of my energy. And then I kind of just see the newsletter as me kind of just writing, I guess, like my thoughts. Before. So like usually my newsletter creative expression. Yeah. There. And it, yeah. It, it usually comes before a YouTube script. So it's kind of like my more earlier thoughts and then they eventually develop mm. into a YouTube video. So I kind of just think it's a nice way to like start thinking about ideas and sharing it into the world and just seeing how it feels before it turns into a YouTube video. Um, and I also like to share a lot of the things that I found on Pinterest on there, like photos and quotes and stuff. So it's okay. just a little bit more like, I don't know, low key and less pressure than YouTube, which has all the stats yeah. and stuff like that. That's sort of how I approach my email list too. I'm just like, I have this idea. I want to share it. Like I haven't been able to be as consistent as I want to yeah, be, but I same. know that it could be successful if I want it, if I like yeah. was able to allocate more times to that. And the thing is, I, I really love writing. Um, so like there's a lot of thought that goes into my writing for YouTube scripts, but I think people don't necessarily see that because they're seeing the video. And so mm-hmm. I guess I also wanted to do the newsletter because like for me, writing is more of a passion of mine than actually like filming. I don't actually enjoy filming. So I prefer like having that writing form on its own as well just because that's what i really do enjoy got it and then for are you are you in the process of making any like how do you think about your your creator brand right now and i know that you got to jump short shortly um as far as like building any sort of business or like like what are the products are you are you planning on like doing an upsell in the future any products on your mind or right now are you totally more like just following your curiosity, being adventurous about it and building and then kind of seeing where things lie. Yeah, I mean, so I recently wrote a newsletter for Passion Fruit um, and it was called, are you a starving artist or a sleazy salesperson? And unfortunately, I definitely fall into the starving artist category. (laughs) Like it's definitely how I see myself. That's a challenging thing for people to like, kind of like shift that mindset around yeah, asking people that like watch your, you're, you're, it's already enough. Like I'm happy yeah, you're watching my video. I know, now exactly. like I want your money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it would have to be like such a organic fit. And that's why I love working for Passion Fruit because it takes that pressure off for me to have to monetize my you can audience. Just explore through yeah, the content. Yeah, because I enjoy making the content and eventually, yes, I would love for it to 
you know be fruitful in that way but I haven't figured that out yet um I've done like one sponsorship which gave me some money I've got a bit of money from AdSense but definitely nothing in the realms that could like sustain me it doesn't even cover my rent you know um so I like that passion fruit takes that pressure off and I think yeah we'll just see where it goes really I think this is a path that I want to be on in the long run so I don't necessarily feel that much pressure to have you're not in like a all those, rush yeah, yeah exactly like I, what I is think the rush i think that's one of the best ways too to set it up to for long like to enjoy it yeah. and like I, I honestly because i think a lot of people try to think about what the business is too early and then mm. they change their mind around it but then they build this audience around this business and they got to keep doing that so now it's just a job they don't enjoy so exactly so, so that, that goes into like this question we can wrap it up after this is if anyone's listening and they are a creator and they're curious, like they're thinking maybe that's the route, like working with a hip new startup where like they get, like they get my world of this like passion project project that I'm working on through my own content. But I, you know, maybe want something more like more stability as I explore what this is. What would your tips be for them trying to find uh, a, a job like yours? Um, I guess it would just be to put yourself out there. Um, and just embrace serendipity and trying not to have a plan because that's exactly what happened to me like I didn't have a plan it just sort of happened but the more you put yourself out there the more opportunities you can attract and the more serendipity you can attract in your life and that's ultimately what can help you Um, yeah like you know when you share your thoughts and opinions with the world there's always going to be people who listen and you're never going to know who's on the other side listening yeah and and I think a uh, a a way of creating that doesn't get talked about enough is just being active in commu- a community. Mm. Like you said with Ali Abdals. Yeah, exactly. That, that was a huge part. Like you were, yeah, these creators were trusting definitely. you. And then yeah. you had something to say on Twitter. Exactly. Like even with Ali, I was so active in his community that I also got a freelance job with him at one point. So I was doing like part-time dentistry, part-time working with Ali. And so again, that experience helped me then with, you know, when I passion fruit reached out because they'd seen that I'd already worked with Ali in the past. Um, so yeah, like when you're active in communities, people definitely take notice. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you uh, so much for having me, Tom. It's been a blast. I hope the spin class is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. that that's my, I, I, you know, I want to work more like health and fitness into the show somehow. Uh, you know, I kind of, it's kind of focused more on creators, but like, I, I loved it. Like, that's part of your, your process. Like, that's important for me. Like, I know that I create better when I'm like moving, I'm sweating. It's where yes. a lot of ideas come. So yeah, enjoy that class, crush it. Uh, we'll get this episode out. I'm excited for everyone to listen to it. And where can they go check out uh, more of your work? Yeah, so they can go on my YouTube channel. So you just have to hit at actor on YouTube and um, Twitter, actor vibes and Instagram and my newsletter, Overthoughts. Or my website, actorvibes.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate this.